This is the Sports Psychology Podcast with Michael Seeley for Friday, July 8th, 2022, Stage 7 of the Tour de France. Today's stage, Stage 7 from Toblon to Superplanche de Belleville at 1100 meters finishing on the climb, the final climb at about 3600 feet, finishing on a 24% grade on a dirt slope. Incredibly challenging. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, to set the stage here, so we have riders uh, now after seven stages, uh, people are starting to get tired. There's still a lot of GC, general classification, riders in contention. So uh, kind of that's the mindset coming into this as people are starting to get a little fatigued. You got Roglic, who uh, had crashed a couple days ago with a shoulder injury, slugging it out, a couple other injured riders. So what you have here basically is uh, Pogacar in the yellow jersey. He is, of course, the overall favorite for this year's tour. Looks incredibly strong. But you got some other people in contention for the general classification who were supposed to be shining today and kind of coming out and uh, demonstrating their power. And that's what we saw. We had uh, Jonas Vingegaard of the Jumbo Visma team is an overall favorite. He's a great climber. Can hold his own everywhere else. Uh, so uh, that is sort of a portent of what to come. But let's get into the uh, the race here, kind of how it developed. Um, uh, today I'm really going to be focusing on the sort of the mindset of climbing, the art strategy mindset of finishing on a summit slope. That is the topic today. It's really all about pacing. And keeping a rhythm, you'd be staying in this uh, this zone. So it's similar to time trialing. However, you're in a mass group of riders. So there's a lot of sort of X factors, people who might be attacking. You got to be careful of that. So it's really about rhythm, maintaining your optimum rhythm up a climb. You can get out of your rhythm if someone attacks you. So that is the mindset you want to have. You want to be staying in that rhythm. And it's about timing as well. So if you want to win on a final summit finish. When do you really pour it on? How late do you do that? How early do you do that? So the race at about halfway through this this stage today, uh, you had a 10-man breakaway form. Now there's a couple of uh, people in that breakaway who were contenders for the overall classification. So what happened there is Pogacar's team, the Emirates team, chased them, but kept them out there just enough to kind of tire them out, but just enough to be safe so that Pogacar's lead was not in danger at all. And then with about uh, seven kilometers to go, uh, the 10-man break gets kind of whittled down to about four, four men at seven kilometers to go, and they have about a minute and a half on the chase behind them with Pogacar. Uh, at this point, there is a German rider named Simon Geschke, who attacks solo with about seven kilometers to go. Now, that's a bold move up a climb. Let's see if he can do it. He's doing pretty well, but it becomes apparent pretty quickly that he is kind of pushing himself beyond capacity. And then with uh, about five kilometers to go, you have another rider from that original breakaway who bridges up to uh, Simon Geschke, another German rider named uh, Leonard Kamna. And what Kamna does is when he bridges up to him, he immediately attacks and then he goes alone. So at this point, Kamna has about a minute and 10 over Pogacar's group behind. Now with 5k to go, with a minute and 10, if it were flat, that would be pretty darn good. Be pretty darn good. Still be kind of dangerous, but going up a climb, 
it's a little different because it's really all about pacing, staying within your zone. And what happens is if you are going it alone up a climb and you have nobody around you for context, it is a very mental game in your head. You are questioning whether you're going too hard, whether you're going too slow, whether you have enough gas to make it to the very top. All of these things are going on in your head when you're trying to win alone on a breakaway at a summit finish. What is really helpful to have going up these summit finishes is pacers, teammates, kind of like rabbits who are going to control the pace and provide, I would call like a psychological pacing for you. Obviously, it's there's speed involved, but it's very psychological. Um, not as much aerodynamic because you're not going that fast, but behind uh, Leonard Kamna, who's going it alone, you have Pogacar's team, the Emirates team, very strong, and they have two particular guys who are doing the pacing for Pogacar. So Pogacar is able to stay on the wheels of his pacers, particularly the American Brandon McNulty, who is really phenomenal this year in the Tour, and uh, Rafa Majka, the Polish rider, both on the Emirates team, pacing Pogacar, some other uh, Emirates riders also pacing. But let me explain the pacing and why it's so helpful. Basically, if you're getting paced by your teammates, what their job is, is to keep the pace very high and steady. That's the key word, steady. And the reason they do that is they want to make sure that no one's going to attack and jump past Pogachar. So they're protecting Pogachar. They're protecting the pace of the race. And they keep it steady and high. They are redlining. They're at their limit, but they don't go past their limit. And they're in such good shape that really no one has the, the fitness to pass them. And their job is only to keep the pace high enough, as hard as they can, for as long as they can. Now, obviously, if they kept it up to the whole way to the finish, they'd get passed because people would want to win, right? So the strategy for the pacers, like McNulty and Machka, is to keep it high and steady and protect the leader. And then they'll pull off. They'll literally pull to the side of the road, pull off and lose a bunch of time. And they'll say, okay, Pogacar, it's all you. Good luck. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, with um, When they're approaching the, the final, final pitch up at about 24% grade, and this is about mm, a little more than 200 meters left in the entire race, which you don't think is that much. But at a 24% grade, there's still some time. It's still a long ways to go. So Pogacar's pacers, they pull off, and then it's all Pogacar. He pours it on. He doesn't sprint, but he keeps the pace still nice and high because, again, he doesn't want people to be attacking him. If he kind of plays cat and mouse, he could have somebody jump past him. And that's what you don't want up some of these steep climbs. If someone can get a jump on you and get, and get a gap, it's hard to close that gap. So Pogacar is maintaining a pretty high pace, and they're cruising along. Now, keep in mind that there's one rider still ahead of them. Pretty incredible. Leonard Kamna of the Bora team, he's got a really big lead. It looks like he's going to pull it off. But if you watch his body language, he is really struggling. He's in the kind of overgeared. He's obviously in a lot of pain. And as I mentioned, he doesn't have anyone pacing him. So he's kind of in no man's land. He doesn't really know, like, is someone going to fly by him or not? So what happens at this point, with about 100 meters to go, they catch uh, Leonard Kamna dashing his hopes of winning the stage of the Tour. Heartbreaking. 
and Kamnik, you just see him kind of go backwards at this point. And then what happens is you have Jonas Vingegaard of the Jumbo Visma team, who's all of about 135 pounds soaking wet, <laughs> attacking uh, with a lot of power going past uh, Kamna. And right on his wheel is Pogacar. But if you watch this, it's incredible the kind of jump and speed at which Jonas Vingegaard attacks. Uh, he gets about two or three bike lengths on Pogacar. And mind you, they have like about 100 meters to go. So you're thinking, hey, Vingegaard's got this, right? Not so fast. <laughs> really, the incredible thing about this race and really the incredible thing about uh, Tajay Pogacar is how talented this guy is. He, uh, he closes the gap on Vingegaard's attack. And with about 25 meters to go up this 24% grade dirt road, Pogacar just pours it on at a very high cadence and passes Jonas Vingegaard. Unbelievable. I mean, Pogacar is clearly the man to beat, as everyone's predicting. So that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in again tomorrow for Stage 8 of the Tour de France.